If you enjoyed podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Medicine in America, hosted by Anthony Manson and Todd Harrington, shares the stories of physicians, other healthcare professionals, and industry leaders who are changing the way we deliver care. There's an episode that you should check out called Primary Care Reimagined with Subscription-Based Preventative Care Model. It's an inspiring call for a paradigm shift in primary care. All of their episodes highlight innovative ideas at the forefront of the movement to transform our healthcare system. Check out Medicine in America on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com. Hey everyone, Dr. Tira here with a new episode this week of Hopeful Hint. And I'm doing something different. I'm also going to be recording my YouTube video for this. I have a, an ama- amazing YouTube channel that I want you guys to check out as well. There's some great recordings on there already. And we're going to continue to grow this because you guys deserve access to free information from a trained professional. So I'm talking this week about a very important topic that we just don't talk about enough. And that's, I mean, I think it's because many women don't know they have it, don't know what to look for, have been misdiagnosed, not heard of this topic. So we're really going to break down the difference between premenstrual syndrome and PMDD. So let's get started. So PMS is a term that would probably all hurt. It's a more common term versus PMDD. And PMS affects to 75% of women during their childbearing years. And so the symptoms of PMS are very, very broad. They're emotional, they're physical, and they tend to appear in the luteal phase of our cycle. And so that is the time that happens right after ovulation, but before our period starts. And they typically resolve as soon as our menstrual cycle begins. So what does that look like? So from an emotional standpoint, it's mood swings irritability, anxiety, sadness. Little things are setting you off. You become irritated. Um, it's tolerable, but it's like, and it's there. Perhaps your spouse, partner, friends notice this as well happening. Physical symptoms humbly include bloating, when we get breast tenderness, headaches, joint pain. And for most, these symptoms, again, are mild. Um, you can manage them with some lifestyle changes or over-the-counter medications. Let's look at PMDD, which is more severe now. So this is less common. Approximately 5 to 10% of women have PMDD. And it's been recognized as a separate entity. It's, it's different than PMS. It's severe emotional and physical symptoms. And we're going to break that down more. This is extreme sadness or hopelessness. And it kind of comes on like really, really quick as well out of nowhere, but it's this premenstrual dysphoric disorder. We're going to look at this more from the eyes of a disorder and things are really heightened. So let's go down that mindset when we're looking at symptoms. So the anxiety and tension is like extreme. It's not just a little bit of anxiety. It's extreme. The mood swings are severe. We are crying. I am to talk to my patients about this. Like you're in the closet. Like you want to be around nobody. You look at your spouse, your husband differently. You're like, divorce, we're done. Extreme things are coming forward that are not normal. They're not there except for this particular time and moment in your cycle. It's persistent irritability or anger that affects other relationships. You're looking at your job differently, perhaps, too, and others around you. But this feeling of overwhelm or out of control. You are completely out of control. 
people are noticing it, perhaps they're even describing it like that to you. We have to talk about something else serious that can happen during this time too. And this is why we need to talk about this more. Suicidal ideation, that's a suicide, can happen in this too. And we need to catch this and capture this. Are you having these thoughts? But it's only in this moment and it goes away. I want you to be comfortable talking about that with your healthcare provider. The physical symptoms, again, are the same as PMS, but more severe. Like everything we talked about physically, the headaches, bloating, tenderness, joint and muscle pain, things like that are significant. You can tell a significant change. So in order to diagnose PMDD, you must experience these at a certain number of symptoms. And it must be severe enough where they're like actually interfering with work, school, social activities, relationships. Again, I use a divorce one because that's what my patients actually describe it as. My patients have had this like, I have like body dysmorphia. I don't know who I am and I want to divorce my husband is, is what gets you. So if there's thoughts that are extreme like that coming up, a PMDD is diagnosed when at least five of these symptoms are present in most cycles in the past year. So maybe they change and fluctuate with cycles, but they're there. And at least one of the symptoms, so one of the symptoms is one of the first four listed in the emotional sector. So let's go back to that. Extreme sadness and hopelessness, anxiety and tension, severe mood swings with crying spells, potential crying spells, and persistent irritability and anger. So those days where this is happening, it's persistent and you can tell it's happening. Again, we just start taking this more seriously. We don't really look at separating this because how we treat this is very different. And I want to talk about that in the role of progesterone specifically. And I've even changed what I've done in my practice with my patients as I've seen this progress and tried some different things with patients. So progesterone is, is particularly needed in PMDD. And it can be used in PMS too, but we really need to bring this into PMDD, not just prescriptions. Yes, prescriptions and taking care of these progesterone deficiencies and things that are happening. We find from research that women with PMDD have an abnormal response to normal progesterone levels. And so it affects our GABA, our nervous system. Our nervous system is very much so impacted by this. In our brain, this is a brain disease, obviously, right? But it's a progesterone brain disease too. So you cannot just go get a cream, whether it's over the counter or prescription or an oil for progesterone. It has to be oral. It has to cross the blood-brain barrier different than those methods do. And I've even changed to using strictly trochees. It's a form of, of compound medication we can get for progesterone in my practice. And I, I find that it works like gold. There's some women who are going to need progesterone throughout their whole cycle. We just don't even take you off. It really is a conversation you have to have with a trained healthcare professional who understands this, who understands the different bioavailability of this progesterone as well. And so having a full spectrum approach, not just here's your, here's, here's your prescription SSRI. What are we, we're not fixing the root cause as well, which is progesterone. We have to look at lifestyle, of course, and diet and exercise. I do sprinkle that in, but many of my women are coming to me and it's significant and we have to bring in something prescription and perhaps multiple prescriptions temporarily. And then we're going to talk about lifestyle. Like when you're in the closet, as I call it, where my patients are at, what lifestyle is kind of hard to talk about at that moment. Over the counters, all pain relievers are, of course, always an option. Bringing you in a team approach, getting you in at the counselor, 
and a licensed trained healthcare mental health professional as well is super important. Like cognitive behavioral therapy. Common prescriptions are also SSRIs and some temporary benzos. I have a couple of patients where very temporarily we put them on some benzos. I get everything is so individualized, but it needs to be from these two sides. You have to combine both sides of the hormones and the prescriptions to treat this appropriately. For me in my practice, that's what I have found to be the most successful approach to this. Nutrition, we talk about that. We really get to the root cause of some things. And then the why. Like, why is this important to distinguish? Because it gets missed. I see it missed all the time. The treatment approach really needs to be individualized. It needs to be full spectrum, lifestyle, over-the-counter, prescription. Who else do we need to bring into your team? If we keep this untreated, think of how severe this can be and impact your life. Many of you who are listening perhaps have this. You know, you know how significant this is. We need to get to the root cause of this. We need to figure out what's going on at your hormones as well, not just slap on some prescriptions to you. So again, seeking treatment from a team approach from providers who understand this from both sides is super important. Making sure you have mental health professionals on your side, that you're connecting with them. And then at some point, bringing in these lifestyle changes. We're really stepping in. What can we do right now? Recognize the difference. Maybe you think it's PMS or someone has said it's PMS, but it's really PMDD. And we just shift what we're doing over here for that and recognizing this right away. Both conditions revolve around your menstrual cycle. Sometimes somebody who also takes the time to help you understand those shifts, understand your cycle, see when they're happening, and understanding this really does impact your day and everything about your day. From the moment you wake up, the moment you go to sleep, everyone you interact with, every part of your life is impacted by this, and making sure you have a comprehensive plan that can better support that. So thank you so much for tuning in to Hopeful Hand and our YouTube channel. Make sure you hit subscribe. Share this with women in your life. More women. You have the power to help improve other women's lives by simply hitting share on this episode, this YouTube video. Um, hit subscribe. We're going to do more of these videos. And I'll see you guys back here next week. If you enjoy podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Medicine in America, hosted by Anthony Manson and Todd Harrington, shares the stories of physicians, other healthcare professionals, and industry leaders who are changing the way we deliver care. There's an episode that you should check out called Primary Care Reimagined with Subscription-Based Preventative Care Model. It's an inspiring call for a paradigm shift in primary care. All of their episodes highlight innovative ideas at the forefront of the movement to transform our healthcare system. Check out Medicine in America on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com.